Good afternoon, guys. This is Sean today. Welcome to the show. This is episode 66 of the Weekly Briefly. And uh, as always, I'm your host, Sean Blanc, coming to you from Kansas City, Missouri. We're in the rainy season. I know I say this like every other episode, uh, but I love it. One of my favorite, favorite parts of living in Kansas City. And we had just like some torrential, crazy, crazy rainstorms yesterday. Uh, So that was really awesome. And it's really good timing because uh, I literally just planted some grass seed uh, out in my front yard. We kind of have this, uh, we have like this slope that faces south. So it just gets hammered by the sun all day long. And it's kind of this slope. And uh, so it kind of cuts into the ground a little bit. And so I think it's closer to like some of the rock and the gravel that's like lower down in the dirt. So I think it like the grass likes to burn there and stuff, whatever. So um, we've planted grass seed there a couple times. So, so give it another shot. This time we put the hay down. Uh, if you know what I'm talking about, like like just the like the ugly hay that's just like takes up half of your yard. Uh, that's that's our yard right now. And we've got that, but we're really trying to get the, the seed to grow there. Um, and so then, you know, planted it literally like a week ago and we've been just having rainstorms all week long. So it's like perfect timing. Um, so anyways, uh, today's show is, uh, is I, I believe, a really, really good one. I'm excited about it, uh, really excited to talk about this topic. Um, it's the topic of learning. Uh, it sounds dorky, sounds childish. It's not, actually. It's, it's, it's really cool. Um, I've, I've kind of had some revelations about it uh, over the last year or so, and I kind of wanted to, to share those with you today. So before we jump into that, uh, first I want to give a huge thanks to this week's sponsor, uh, really, really cool product. It's called Wired In. Uh, well, that's the name of the company. And, and then uh, what it is is this LED, uh, like a busy sign, right? So you, you set it on your desk and then you can turn it on. And they've got Bluetooth options so you can have one that you can remote control it with your phone or you can just have like a regular one where you just flip the switch to turn it on. And it's this custom LED sign. And it'll say things like wired in or in the zone or don't bother me, go away. Like you can get custom signs, whatever you want. You turn it on and it's sort of like this digital, uh, you know, metaphorical door, right? So you're in a cubicle space, you're in an open office workspace. You can turn this light on, put your headphones on and then people know like, hey, oh, you know, Joe is in the zone. Joe's, Joe's wired in. Um, so anyways, really, really cool product. I got one of them. Uh, they sent me a uh, kind of a pre-release sample. It's really cool. Um, the, the Bluetooth one's not yet ready yet. Uh, so I didn't get the Bluetooth one cause I'm kind of bummed cause I wanted to have it upstairs in my kitchen so I could turn it on like when I'm recording the show or when I'm like, you know, in the zone writing. Uh, and that way in case my wife needs to interrupt me, she knows like, Oh, now's a really bad time to interrupt Sean. Um, cause I work from home, whatever. So anyways, uh, really cool, very well made, really nice product. Highly recommend check it out. Uh, so if you're interested, you can check it out at we are in. So it's, you know, like wired in his name, URL, we are wired dot in. Uh, there'll be a link in the show notes as well. So today's topic, learning. More accurately, uh, it's, it's not, yeah, learning, but more accurately, it's more like how about, um, how thirsty are you to do your best creative work? How hungry are you to do work that matters, to do meaningful work? Because... I think that doing meaningful work takes far more than just showing up every day. So here, here's my story. I used to hate to read. Like I, I just did not like it. I despised it. I, I didn't think that I hated to read, but I, I, I did hate to read because uh, I never wanted to. I never enjoyed it. Reading to me felt like a waste of time. Unless I was on vacation and I was reading a Tom Clancy novel, I was not interested in reading. 
yes, I just admitted that I like Tom Clancy novels. That's not the point. But for me, like reading during working hours, like no way, waste of time. Uh, so four years ago, you know, I, I quit my job. I started doing Chambonk.net. I had no idea what I was doing. When I was first starting this site, uh, writing full-time, I was honestly, I was clueless and I was afraid. Uh, there's this quote by Ray, Ray Bradbury that is just so apt for, for how I would describe uh, that season of my life. He says, I did what most writers do at their beginning, emulated my elders, imitated my peers, thus turning away from any possibility of discovering truths beneath my skin and behind behind my eyes. Those early years for me for writing uh, were really difficult. They were they're fun, to be sure, uh, but they were hurried. Uh, I held on to this sense that I had to keep up with the pace of the internet. And on top of that, I didn't know what sort of writer I wanted to be. I didn't know what sort of things I wanted to publish on the site. I was I was kind of running around in a hurry to publish who knows what. You know, I was interested in you know Mac stuff, the software, the gadgets. Uh, I was doing product reviews, software reviews. I was interested in creativity. I was interested in productivity. I was interested in family life. I had all these things that I was interested in. Um, and, and, you know, I wrote about different ones at different times, but I was always in a hurry. And, and I just felt like all my attention was focused on publishing, that it was all about the frequency, not the consistency. It was all about frequency. And my primary measure of success was, was frequency. How frequently was I publishing something to my site? Um, and, and, and if I didn't feel that way, then I felt like all the paying members, that's, that's what they wanted. They wanted more published words every single day. Um, you know, they tell you as product advice, you know, for web 2.0 people, uh, they say to ship early and ship often, uh, as a writer, shipping usually means getting your words on the page, get them out there into the world. Uh, my focus was so intent on that frequency of my publishing. You know, I, I rarely felt the liberty to do anything that took me away from getting at least one or two links up every single day. Like that was my folly. Uh, there's this really great book by Stephen Covey. It's called First Things First. I want to share a quote with you. He says uh, this, this, this thing he calls sharpening the saw. Uh, and here's what he says about it. He goes, we often get so busy sawing or producing results that we forget to sharpen the saw or maintaining or increasing our capacity to produce results in the future. He says, we may neglect to exercise or fail to develop key relationships. We may not be clear about what's important and meaningful to us. If we fail to build our personal capacity in these areas, we quickly become dulled and worn out from the imbalance. We're unable to move forward as effectively in the other roles of our lives. So basically, uh, you know, maintaining and increasing our capacity is foundational for success in every area of our life. In short, don't stop learning, don't stop training, right? It sounds sounds logical, right? Sounds sounds yeah, I get that. But for me, like looking back four years ago when I first started my site, I rarely ever took time to read and to study. I never took midday breaks. Um, you know, even though I could set my own schedule, I usually uh, would work evenings. I worked weekends just so I could try to keep up with the frequency of publishing. Not because I was working on something that was specifically uh, had me motivated. Though, I mean, of course, there were times where I was working on stuff that had me motivated. I was excited, but that wasn't necessarily uh, the rule. That was kind of more the exception. So a lot of times I'm just, I'm working extra hours just to keep up the frequency. And honestly, like this intense focus on frequency burned me out uh, many times. Uh, fortunately, by the grace of God, I didn't quit. Uh, I, I, I kind of stuck with it. 
And here I've got something I want to share with you. Uh, this is an entry that I wrote in my day one journal uh, about two years ago, maybe like 18 months ago. Uh, and I said this, I go, I, I wrote to myself, I said, what do you do when you look at the work you've been doing for the past day or the past week or the past month and you think, this stinks? I don't know if there's an answer or not for getting past crappy work, but I bet you a sandwich that the answer probably involves doing more crappy work. Do as much as you can. Keep writing. Keep making. Write 1,000 crappy words every day, then hide them in a drawer and pretend they don't exist lest you get depressed. So that was kind of my approach was like I was feeling burned out. I was feeling frustrated, and my approach was keep writing, keep making, keep doing. And I believe that that's good advice, but there's more to it than that. And I think that in my years of, of writing and, and doing creative stuff, uh, I've discovered that there's a difference between burnout and frustration, that there's a difference between immaturity and fear. You're always going to hit frustration. You're always going to have fear. Uh, but, but doing our best creative work every day, right? Like it's hard. It's frightful. It's difficult. But we're in it for the long haul. And so we have to remember that there's more to it than merely showing up to do the work. Because showing up to do the work, right? Like that's the brave part. That's the noble part of the endeavor. That's what all the books and all the motivational posters and all the focused stuff like is about with that, right? That's what they, that's all the, those posters. That's what they focus on. I think for a good reason, because um, you know, if we don't show up, then like we're not actually showing up to do the work, right? But at least for me, in my case, I think for a lot of people that you may be able to relate to this, like we don't want to get so busy producing that we forget to maintain or we forget to increase our own capacity to keep producing results. Or like Stephen Covey says, to sharpen that saw. To We've got this tool that we're using. We've got to keep it maintained. We've got to keep it sharp. Um, so, you know, as I kind of look back for me, there were a lot of reasons that I hated the idea of learning, uh, and improving in those, uh, you know, quote unquote early years as a writer. And, you know, I say quote unquote early years, cause I'm like, I, well, I've been doing this for like four years now. I think I've still got uh, about 46 years to go before I'm out of the early years, uh, season, but, uh, whatever. Anyways, the reason that I despised learning in those days, uh, you know, a couple of years ago, even was I was so focused on the new and the now, very focused on that. I was very focused on, uh, I cared too much about my site's statistics. Uh, I thought that I needed to keep up with the speed of the internet in order to be interested, uh, interesting and in order to be relevant. Uh, and you know what? I didn't have a long-term goal for many of my writing endeavors, uh, you know, other than to just write about what was interesting to me that day. Uh, I didn't have like a long-term goal. I didn't have a focus. And, you know, this isn't necessarily to say that the work I was doing was bad or wrong. Uh, you know, like I look back at some of that stuff. I'm super, super proud of the links and the articles that I published here over the years. Um, you know, really proud of the site that, that I've been able to build and, and where it's still going as well. Um, but what the, the change, like the, as I look back, the change that needed to happen was in this foundation uh, from which my writing was growing, like which my, my, uh, my creativity was growing. And, you know, I, I, you know, years later, here I am, I'm still like as nerdy about the gadgets and the apps and all that stuff that I always have been. And over the years, uh, I think what's changed is that I've gotten more comfortable with the different pace of writing. Um, part of that was necessitated by becoming a dad. I got two crazy, uh, toddler boys upstairs. It's funny. Like we had a babysitter come over the other day. Um, and Anna and I went out on a date and so, you know, we're heading out, she's coming in as it's about dinner time for the boys. 
and we're just kind of warning her about what she's, you know, she's babysat before, but I don't think she's ever done like the, the nighttime bed routine with the kids. And we're like, you know, just to warn you, putting them to bed at night is kind of like herding cats in the middle of a tornado storm. It's just like crazy. It's just crazy. If you've, if you've got two toddler boys, uh, I'm sure you know, or you can, you can relate. Um, so anyways, all this to say, like my, my focus on the, the, the pace of the publishing, uh, changed quite a bit. And, you know, I just, it struck me. I was like, you know what? I don't want my websites to be published at the speed of the internet. Uh, for one, it's impossible to keep up with that. You can't keep up with the internet unless you neglect everything else in your life. And even then, all you're going to be able to do is keep up with just a tiny sliver of the real-time web. Uh, you know what? It can be fun for a while. Uh, there's an energy that comes when you're just reacting to the urgent. There's kind of an, in, like, a, it, it brings kind of its own extrinsic motivation. Um, but you know what? It Over the long term, it's not healthy. It's not sustainable, not sustainable for anyone who wants to do meaningful work for decades. If you are addicted to the urgent, if you have this, this hook on the frequency of, of the creative output that you're doing, and that's all that matters is, is how frequently you're doing it, and, and you're not doing it in a sustainable way, and you're not growing, you're not sharpening that saw, you're not learning, uh, you're not maintaining your own skills, your own capacity – like it's not, you're not going to be able to do meaningful work for decades. You're going to hit that wall of burnout or that, that ceiling where your, your talent and your, your knowledge, you're like, Ugh, like I'm, I'm done. I, I don't know what else to do. Like you, you hit that ceiling. Like I hit that so many times. I'm like, I don't know what to say today. I don't have anything to say, but I have to, I have to, I have to say something today. Right? Like it was just, it's like I said, it's just not healthy, not sustainable. Um, so for me, far more valuable than speed or, you know, first, right? Like the, like everyone, you know, I'm first and first, right? There's like this, whatever, like you ring the bell. Things that are more important than that to me are things like thoughtfulness, uh, whimsy, helpfulness, long-term relevancy. Uh, you know, for me, like in my experience, these things, these values, they hide themselves uh, in it from environments where urgency is the dominant motivational factor. So who can be thoughtful when they're in a rush, right? Like, hurry up and be thoughtful. Hurry up, be clever. Hurry up and be helpful. Like, for me, I, I find so much more satisfaction creating something with a, that has a long tail of relevancy to it than something that just is a momentary flash in the pan. Uh, and it's, it's out of this contentment to publish at a slower frequency that that's where I rediscovered the value of learning. That's where I came back and it was like, there is value in learning. There is value in maintaining my skills and improving my skills and growing my capacity and going deep on a subject and on a knowledge and, and truly learning something meaningful. So, you know, here's, here's the idea. Like, would you scoff at a farmer who spends some time keeping his tools in good working condition? Of course not, right? Like, would you scoff at a painter who spends time cleaning her paintbrushes? Or would you scoff at a scientist who spends time doing research and experimentation? Or the athlete that, like, practices and, and does strength training? Of course not, right? Like, this is part of the job. This is what they do. It's necessary. Um, you know, but I think for, for at least for me, like, in the, the knowledge work area, you know, like Peter Ducker says, like, in that knowledge work area, um, we, we don't necessarily see the same connection between learning and practicing and, and doing. Like we, we don't see those two as being quite as connected as we would for the farmer or the artist, the, you know, the painter or the scientist or the athlete, right? 
but you've got to have both. And you know, there you got some people who who swing really far on one side, and they they they're addicted to school. They spend their whole life going to school, and they never actually create anything on their own. And uh, you got other people uh, that that create like me that that create that do the work, but but that's like that that's the only thing that matters. And you know, this was the group that I fell in. Like all my focus was on making and doing and publishing, so much so that I despised learning. I despised researching. I despised giving my mind time to rest, time to think. Like for me, if I wasn't putting something out there, then it was like I was wasting my time. I didn't see the connection. And I, I like how much time did I waste on all of that? So there's this uh, this guy. Professor Mihai Csikszentmihalyi. Been practicing that. Uh, he's the noted psychologist, right? He's the guy that architected the notion called flow. And uh, Csikszentmihalyi, he's got this theory uh, that people are happiest when they're in a state of flow or this state of concentration. Uh, you've got complete absorption with the activity that is at hand. Uh, you're you're fully absorbed in the situation. It's a state that you're so involved in an activity, it's like nothing else matters. You're just, you're in it. You're in the zone. You're in the flow. And finding flow in our lives is super important for, for a lot of reasons. For one, it increases our happiness. Uh, it gives us a focus on effectiveness because we're doing effective, meaningful work. It helps us realize, oh, this is important. Uh, you know, a lot of times this is where we're doing our best creative work because we're in the zone, we're making progress. But also, and here's the point that I'm coming at, is it helps us to learn new skills, Right, so it, it can be challenging, you know, finding flow in our day to day life, getting in the zone. Uh, it can be challenging, right? Like, hence this, you know, the show sponsor, the We Are Wired in that that box, that LED sign is all about helping you be able to get into the zone and to stay in the zone, right? Like, this is a challenge. It's a, it's a wholesale uh, struggle across uh, so many uh, areas, especially for the knowledge worker, especially for the person who works with words or pixels and things like that, right? And so even in our day-to-day life, we're at home, uh, you know, these other areas of life, it's so much easier uh, to, to just turn on the television than it is to get out the paintbrushes, uh, get out a new canvas, change into our artist painting clothes, get ready, and then paint, and then hopefully get into the zone with our art. But in that latter state, when we're in the zone like that, that's where we're uh, so much more likely to get lost in our work. And, you know, Cheek Sent Me Highly's entire premise is that when we're lost in our work, that's where satisfaction is. That's where we find happiness. So all that to say, my, the, the, the thing I'm coming to here is as well, like when we're in the zone, we're experiencing that state of flow, uh, this really acts as a magnet for learning because when we're working on something that's challenging to us, it's requiring our highest level of skills, we want to learn. Not only do we learn in the midst of our work, but our work then drives our desire to learn more. Um, so, you know, all that to say, you know, learning uh, or as like Stephen Covey puts it, sharpening the saw. Uh, it's critical. It's critical to our growth uh, and the quality for the work that we're trying to do. But beyond that, it's critical to growth in all the areas of our life, not just our, our vocation and our, our creative endeavors, but our spiritual life, our physical life, our relationships, uh, the, our rest and recreation, even our finances and economics and things like that. So I know that for me, part of my own journey in creating, uh, you know, I've been building this thing called the Focus Course Part of my journey in that is uh, I, I became a, a voracious, I don't know if you can say voracious in front of the word student, but I, I became a very focused student 
uh, on these topics, you know, doing meaningful work, diligence, focus, distractions, our work-life balance, uh, all that stuff, right? Like, uh, you know, margin for thought, creative energy, uh, all this stuff, right? I, I became a student of these things. Uh, and, you know, in some ways, like I've always been a student of them, but mostly just in my own life through trial and error, like just naturally over the last decade, like this is stuff that really fascinates me. But now that I'm building this course and building this platform to be able to teach other people about these, I, I was like, I need to expand out past just my own experience and my own knowledge. And so I started with that. You know, the first draft of the book and the course uh, was just the things that I knew and that I had to say. But then uh, to go beyond that, I was like, I need to know what other people had to say. I need to know what smarter men and women uh, who have come before me, what do they have to say about these topics? So, you know, I bought like 50 plus books for the last several months and just, you know, my, my bookshelf and Kindle, uh, a whole bunch of stuff about creativity, business, time management, um, goal setting, imposter syndrome, uh, productivity, workaholism, parenting, you know, urgency, addiction, all this stuff, right? I've, I've read pretty much all of them. I got a couple more to, to go through still. It's, it's kind of funny. Like for a while, I was getting like two or three books delivered uh, a week or more than that, actually. Probably, I, I was just getting like shipments like daily practically for uh, for a couple months as I was reading these books and going to the next one. And, and then someone would, one of the books I'm reading, they would reference this other book. So I'd buy that book to see, okay, well, this person started here. You know, I was like, I was like reverse engineering, like, like who came up with this stuff? You know, who, who are like the forefathers of productivity? Uh, you know, and so kind of like working my way back, some of these books are 30 and 40 years old. Um, my wife kind of, you know, would roll her eyes sometimes and UPS would show up and she kind of thought I went off the deep end, but, um, it was, it was, it's just been this fascinating season of, of intense focus on learning. And I bought all these books in hardback because I realized like I, I can learn better that way. I, I bought them in hardback or paperback if I could, or find them used if I was able to, because I wanted to highlight, I was, you know, I'm writing in them, I'm, I'm dog earing the corners, I'm putting sticky notes in them. I want to have three or four or five books all spread out on the desk all at one time. I'm comparing and contrasting them, you know, note cards, bookmarks, all this stuff, right? And this was like, it's just this fantastic season that I've just been really diving in and I'm going, how can I now carry this on even further? And and that'll be a topic for another show. But I want to kind of talk about this, this idea of, you know, how thirsty are we to learn and to, to grow and to, to build our skills. And this really fantastic book by Seth Godin, uh, you know, it's a, a newer book, what to do when it's your turn is what it's called. And, uh, he writes, he says, you know, like this, like no duh statement, but yet at the same time, it's like, eh, not necessarily always so true. Um, basically he says this, he says, the internet means you can learn anything you want if you're thirsty enough to do the work to learn it. And, you know, here we are, we've got this vast ocean of awesomeness at our fingertips and most of us don't really want to learn anything, right? Like me with reading, I, 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 I didn't say that I hated reading, but I did because I never, I never read. And it, it goes the same with us, with learning, with, with increasing our skills, getting better, right? Like we would rather zone out on Twitter or on Netflix, or we'd rather burn out trying to make something with the sole aim that it'll go viral and to prove what amazing work ethic we have. We'd rather, you know, zone out or burn out instead of actually having this balance of, of creating, but also of learning, you know, doing and maintaining, you know, like, like Stephen Covey says, using the saw, but also sharpening the saw. So another quote from Seth Godin from his book, he says, 
Uh, this is a really crazy statistic. It says more than 100,000 people regularly sign up for advanced computer science courses online, and they're courses that are taught by great professors and are all they're free to all who enroll. But shockingly, 99% of the people, 99% of the students drop out before they finish the course because they're not thirsty enough. You know, learning is, it's like this chance, right? It's, it's, it's a chance to take a risk. You know, we, we, we look at it, at least for me, like I looked at it as a waste of my time, something that, I, that was unproductive. I'm, I'm not, you know, it wasn't contributing to my, my sole goal of having frequent updates. So for me, it was, you know, it was this waste of time, but actually it's not. It's this chance to take a risk. It's a chance to try something new. It's, you know, to, to observe, to evaluate, to, to ask a question and, and listen to the answer. It's a chance to discover or to have a revelation of something or to have a conversation with someone. And, uh, you know, it just struck me like we weren't, we learned by, you know, listening, observing, doing, teaching, failing, reading, fixing, all these things help us to learn, to sharpen the saw. Um, and it goes far more beyond, uh, than just our creative endeavors. We can maintain and increase our capacity in all the areas of our life. Uh, you know, ask your spouse, does she have a new favorite song or ask your coworker, uh, what they're struggling with at work. Uh, when you're outside, take a moment to observe what's happening. Or even when you're in the office, take a moment, observe what's happening. What are people doing? Uh, you know, watch a YouTube video about woodworking and then take the weekend and and make a, a bench with your kids to set out in the backyard or something like that, right? Like learning helps us to do better work, but also it helps us connect with other people. So valuable, so valuable. It took me a couple of years to come to grips with this, that, you know what? It's okay to take time away from quote unquote producing in order to maintain and increase my own capacity to do better creative work. But I feel like once I did, once I, once I realized that, once I was okay with it, and then once I actually started spending equal or even more amount of time in the, the research, the reading, the learning, discovering, right? Like that's when I realized how valuable it was to always be learning, to, to be thirsty, to increase in capacity and, and, and maintain my ability to do my best creative work because you don't know what you don't know until someone tells you it, until you learn it. And then you can take that and you can, you can learn it even better by, by turning around and teaching it and, and, and showing it to other people. And like for me, like I love that. That's what it's all about for me. I love it. So thanks for listening to the show. Hope you guys have a great, great weekend. And I will talk to you next time. As always, God bless.